Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brother. Freemasons podcast with your host, right worship brother George Mudry, and with me tonight, uh, brother Jesse Loney. And where are you from, brother Jesse? Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada. So this is going to be a very nice podcast because he's Canadian. He's Bullshit. Not... <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to be with us. Uh, he's going to be uh, the nicer one of the the, uh, the arrogant Americans. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we're up here. We're going to interview you today. Uh, Joe and Ken, uh, they decided to uh, um, bitch out. We'll just, you know, they're bitches. They didn't. No, I'm kidding. They have other things going on. But we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna interview you. We're gonna talk about the, what it's like for uh, Masons in Canada. What's different between your ritual and ours? I know the English. They they do whatever the fuck they want over there in England. They got their own. I talked to a couple of English brothers and their ritual, the hands and grips and stuff. I'm like, what, what is that? Like, it's completely different from American Freemasonry. So I'm, yeah. I'm really curious about that. But uh, so let's get started. Yep. What got you interested in Masonry? What led you to the door? Uh, I got to say it was my uncle. I was 16. I was visiting him in Ontario when my grandfather was dying and we were mm. going through town. And he's like, I'm part of that. And it's a square and compass. I said, well. I said, how'd you get into that? And he's like, well, I just applied. And he said, well, only blood relatives can join. He goes, that's horseshit. <laughs> but he said, when you're 18, he said, find some people. He said, I bet you that'd be something you're interested in. Yeah, there's a lot of myths about that, like who can join yeah. and how do you join and everything. But, so um, you were how old, 16, you said? I was 16 at the time when I knew I wanted to be a Mason. Ah, oh, nice. And uh, what's the, uh, the age in Canada in order to? Uh, 19. 19 yeah. interesting that's weird or maybe we're weird i mean it could be us too because i mean you you have this is this is the stupidest shit in america so it's it's 16 to drive right yeah 18 to join the military 21 to smoke and drink okay for us it's 16 to drive 17 to join the military but you gotta have your grade 10 and it's 19 to drink, unless if you're in Quebec, that's 18. So so let me guess, I can go off to war and shoot people in the face, but I can't have a cigarette and a beer if I wanted one. Pretty well. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. It's, 
it's America for you. Anyway, uh, so you joined at 19, I'm assuming? No, nope, uh, 22. Oh, pff. <laughs> what happened? I just, my uncle lived in Ontario. I was living in New Brunswick, so I didn't know anybody. Oh, okay. Uh, so it, it's, you have to know somebody in order to, yeah. oh, okay, all right. Um, we kind of, used to be that way in the United States, but uh, um, it, with the declining membership in, I don't know what it's like up in Canada. We can talk about that in a minute, but. With the declining membership, uh, they started this whole EMR thing, which is like electronic membership requests. So you don't really technically need to know anybody. You still got to get vetted, and of course you're going to get vetted really hard. But you don't need to know anybody anymore. So, yeah, that's kind of like a gone to the wayside thing. So. Actually, I got in through the Lions Club because I knew two guys in that. Oh, okay, all right. Um, so you you uh, nineteen. I was twenty two. Twenty two. Well, that's right. That's right. You said. Um, you can be legally nice, but 22. So, uh, what was, uh, enter apprentice degree. Well, how do they do it with you guys? Cause I've always been down for the burlap sack and drag them out of their house. So, I mean, that's just fun for me. I don't know, but nobody went for it. And, but anyway, what do they, what, what do they do? They make you come, uh, to dinners beforehand or. No, uh, we had, I had my investigation committee at the temple cause we got a bar downstairs Okay, and that and. Talk to them, and that it's always was, important to have a bar downstairs. Oh, exactly. <laughs> One right over there. <laughs> but basically, after that was in March, in October, I got the call that I was going in, uh-huh. and that, and I found out after the guys that sponsored me were sick, so they weren't there. So there was literally nobody I knew that was there. Uh-huh. So I'm waiting outside, and I was the first out of a group of three. Okay. So I'm waiting outside, waiting, waiting. One guy comes up, "You nervous?" I said, "Yep." <laughs> All of a sudden, you see a looks like a flock of seagulls. Oh no, don't worry. Like we've been doing this since like 1854. <laughs> right. And then I like, come here and we went to the preparation room. Like, okay, get naked. I'm like what? Yeah, yeah. That that was for me. That was the same thing. Like, all right, you're gonna take your clothes off. I'm like, the fuck I do. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'll fight every single one of you in this room. But so, but they they told you to go to the prep room, yep. get naked. Yep. Not neck, I want to be clear, because he's going to be, oh my God, they're doing dirty sexual stuff. No, you're not naked. You're still wearing underwear. We in the, You put on other garb, if you will. They did ask me if I was wearing underwear from an instance at our lodge. <laughs> that happened twice we with do the too. same person. We do, too. <laughs> like No, like full boxers, right? Not like banana hammocks or anything <laughs> crazy like that, right? Uh, so, um, so... You, you're standing out in the prep room. Yeah. You're wearing all the shit. Yep. Uh, or not wearing all the stuff. What's going through your head? Well, it's, I the guess fuck did I get into? Pretty well. <laughs> and you walk through the door and what happens. And for some reason, I leaned when when we go right around the corner. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yep, yep, yep. And I leaned. The, Ooh, that, that doesn't feel too good. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so you take the Antarctic Apprentice degree. Yeah. Don't remember shit, right? No. First time. Don't remember. You've probably seen a bunch of EAs now yeah. where you know you remember, and now it's like, uh, but I remember when I took my EA, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I had no idea, like, what was going on or, oh, here you go. Uh, Michael Baxter, greetings to all from Richard's bay south africa um i started listening to your podcast on spotify about two weeks ago and decided to start from the beginning keep up the show you guys rock we try 
I rock better than the other two. See, I can talk shit when they're not here. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk shit. They decided to not show up, so I'm going to run my mouth now. I rock more than they do. Um, so here in the States, you have to uh, you have to show proficiency. Yes. Um, same way in Canada, same yeah, thing? we got to remember obligations and questions and stuff like that. Oh, you got to remember the obligation. Oh, yeah. Oh, and shit. we got to recite that. No, you don't have to know the obligation. Well, I mean, you don't have to know the obligation until you become a master and have to give the obligation. We don't actually. It's in our. It's it's so we get. I don't know what you guys get for like um this fucking chair. Um, I don't know what you guys get for like. You guys get ritual books like or kinda like. Uh, we'll get. Uh, we'll just get doing our degree work. We'll get papers with the obligation and questions. Uh huh. And if you become an officer, then you get the ritual book. Oh, no kidding. Okay, yeah. So, what we do is, um, so for like an EA, like, um, do you guys get like a, a study book or something like that? It's a small little thin book that's got like the 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 questions and answers in it, and you have to yeah. kind of learn it. You guys get that too? Yeah, we got a big do it. Okay. Uh, Pennsylvania doesn't do that. Okay. Their grand lodge is it's word of mouth. You you have to physically meet another mason, and yeah, it's it's it's. I knew it's, that was like that at home years ago. Yeah. Um, we used to have coded books so they give you a book with the questions and answers but everything was code ours, ours, and you needed somebody to yeah. show you what the code was now it's all in english but i know the book that i got which now we got new books i believe because i help with the mentor program uh -huh, sometimes uh -huh. and it would be like explaining each degree and the symbolism yep uh -huh. and then it will have your obligation then we'll have it in code which i actually found helped me a lot and same with the, mm -hmm. with the mm -hmm. question and answers. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so you had to learn proficiency, do all that stuff, and then you take your fellow craft degree. Yes, which, which was two years later. Two years later. Wait, they made you wait that long? No, no. I uh, I ended up working out of town, of course. Oh, I okay, okay. I was in 2019, then pandemic happened. Oh, yeah, that shit. So. Pandemic, not pandemic, but oh, that's for another story. But I was working out of town, so lodge meetings at seven thirty. I'm walking through the door, covered yeah. in shit at seven. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now, what do you guys have to wear uh, during your meetings? Like suits. Suits. It is suits. Yes. Uh, all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, some some places it's it's not suit. Like I think it's Maine. I could correct me if I'm wrong, but Maine they it's it's casual. The only oh, time yeah. I think they wear suits and stuff is uh, during actual degrees and stuff. We. Okay. It, it, we don't really have um it's not really written in our uh bylaws of what you can wear and everything so at least i don't believe it is anyway but uh we usually what they what the master now gary's been doing is um he'll do like casual thursdays okay and then suits and ties saturday um so it kind of I mean, and it's also tough being up here because it's, it gets hot as shit up here. Like, yeah. you probably already yes. feel it. It's warm. Um, but uh, if you're doing it in, like, June, forget it. You can't even breathe. So but that's cool. I didn't I, I didn't know what uh, – is that, like, countrywide or grand jurisdiction-wide you have to wear suits? or? I believe so. I know my uncle's lodge, it was like that. I know all of our lodges in the district I am in, uh -huh. we all uh -huh. wear suits. All wear suits, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you take your fellow craft degree. Yeah. Two years later, you said, right? Yep. Uh, what are your thoughts on that one? That was a lot of information. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it 
it was really interesting. Uh-huh. And it was one of my good buddies that did the did the senior deacons lecture all by himself. Yep, yep. We call that the uh, um, staircase lecture. Staircase lecture or uh, the uh, what the hell is it called? Joe likes it. God, I can't remember it now. I'm having such a freaking brain fart here. Anyway, it's the it's the lecture, the fellow craft lecture. Um, did they do it? Do they guys? Do you guys have a long and for, short form of that, or is it? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, we have a long and short form, and the long form is long. Short form is a little bit more abridged and more direct to the point. So yeah, no, uh, ours is like a thirty minute speech. Yeah, so you guys do the long form yeah. then. Yeah, all right. So we have a short form. We cheap shit it the way out of it, of course. So. <laughs> Fucking Americans always looking for an easy way out. Um, and then, uh, so when do you, when are you able to start actively participating in your lodge? Like with, um, I mean, I don't. I'm assuming your voting is the same way. You can't vote to your master mason. Yep. And lodge. Um, what about actually performing degrees? So, like, if you're a fellow craft, can you help out with an EA degree? I don't believe so. Don't. Okay. Yeah, we. Uh, we allow it, but only certain parts. You yeah. can't sit as an officer, but you can do the steward's lecture. Okay. So you're allowed to do certain things to kind of get active, but you can't do a lot of things. Um, so you're, you, you, you as a fellow craft, you were able to, you're not able to do any of that stuff. No, we both, we're mostly studying for our own, for, for your own, and yeah. stuff like that. Mm. Um, I, I, I don't mind it, actually, when, when a fellow craft does an EA lecture or vice versa or whatever. And the reason being is because, in a sense, you're kind of studying as you're doing it. Yeah. I don't know how your lectures are, but EA fellow craft and the Master Mason lecture are kind of identical. So yeah. you get into that. Uh, they're so somewhat identical. Still the same format, but different wordings and different parts and everything. For us, anyway. Okay. So if you can do one... You can do them all because it's pretty much the same format. Uh, so you take your fellow craft degree. How long do you have to wait for your Master Mason? We did that in September. I took my Master Masons in December. Oh, wow. Goddamn. You learned that ritual fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you take your MM degree. I love this. So this is, this is my favorite stories because I love hearing about MM degrees because we, we know what happens during yeah. MM degrees. If you're an MM and you're listening, you know what? Middle chamber. Thank you. That's what we call it here in the States. Middle chamber. Um, that was from Jed. Of course, her brother, past master. Okay. Yeah. When you're a Mason, you get really good with acronyms, too, because everything is freaking abridged. See? Lazy <laughs> Americans. Um, so, MM degree. Tell me all about it. Within due bounds oh. of what you can. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was a fun night. Definitely when... Uh, you're going through the, the second part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was caught off guard. <laughs> and again, my buddy was senior deacon at the time. He said, I looked down. He said, I seen your right shoulder drop and your hand curled <laughs> right after. <laughs> then he said, you straightened up. He said, you must have clicked in where you were. Uh, during the part that you're talking about, yeah. uh, I've talked about it before, but I laughed. I, I started laughing. And then... Uh, just a just a tick. I don't know. I just started laughing, and then uh, shortly after, I wasn't laughing anymore. <laughs> um, you see, when I get scared, I, I get in a fight mode. So <laughs> I do now, but I mean, you know, back then I was like what twenty twenty five or twenty six when I first did it. So I mean, I don't know any freaking better. I just know that I just got popped, and what the hell for, you know? Um, so the 
the MM degree. Yeah. I'm assuming, well, I'm, again, we can't really talk yeah. too much. I'm assuming it's pretty much identical across the board. Um, with the exception of, um, do you, so what we do is we do the story after the, the raising. If, if you're picking up what I'm putting down here. Uh, no, not do with you, that. Like, we'll go with, like, we'll do the obligation, all that stuff, and then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you are the story. You are the story. Okay. We do it a little differently depending on the volume or amount of people that can go take the degree. So we're only allowed to do, at max, five fellow craft uh, per degree. That's okay. it. Uh, so you can only do five of each because, I mean, realistically, you'll know. It's a long freaking night to begin yes. with. But um, so what they'll usually do is they'll do the first four, and then the last guy will be the story. Oh, okay. No, not with us. We'll all go one do our stuff, or at least our lodge, mm-hmm. and then one by one we'll go in. And there is a long and short form, mm-hmm. but long form always has to be performed. So if there's two guys, the, yeah, same with us. The second guy gets the long form. Yeah, so exactly like yeah. okay, same thing. Yes, the first four for us, like if let's say there's five, first four will get short form, yeah. last guy will get long form. Yeah. Um, I've also seen, we also do with an exemplar sometimes, everybody gets short form, and then the senior deacon does the story long form. Okay. Um, it, just to expedite the night, because, you know, it's a freaking long night. Uh, so, you become Master Mason, do you get your dues card right away? We got our dues card right when we become EA. Right when you become EA. See, that's the big debate debacle here. Fucking <laughs> it. This is the shit that I'm talking about. Adam Brooks, good morning, brothers. George needs a booster seat. Yeah, I need a booster seat. (laughs) Yes, I do. I need a booster seat. I'm going to bring one in. Um, So what the hell was I talking about before? (laughs) This asshole. Um, What was I talking about? Deuce cards. Deuce cards, yeah. So that's like the big debate here in Connecticut because there are some lodges that... So it goes, once you... Come up, that's it, you're an MM. Okay. Okay. So a lot of lodges will just give their dues cards right there. But there's another school of thought that until you prove proficiency, you're not an MM. True, but you're still a brother. Right, you're still a brother, but you're you're not afforded your dues card until you prove proficiency of the MM degree. So I, you know, everybody's different. Uh, I don't, I, I don't care either way. <laughs> our, our first few dues are higher than than after that because it pays for the apron, ca- carrying case, and all that stuff. Really? Yep. Oh, you guys got apron. You guys get apron and carrying case and all that stuff. We yep. we give you the apron. You get the the lambskin apron, but the carrying case you don't get. That's that's on okay. you. And actually, your the the apron that you wear, you'll never wear again. After your MM, because what we do is we we roll it up, it goes in a tube, it gets sealed in wax, and gets hand, gets stamped with the lodge logo, really? gets handed to you, and basically that's that will get put on you. The next time that that particular apron will get put on you is when you're dead. Really? Yeah, it goes on your body when you're during a funeral, and you get to use all the cheap shit cloth ones that we have in here for just regular night. Um, unless us. you become an officer, yeah. then you wear our officer aprons and stuff like Not that. Not us. So that, that's what we wear to lodge meetings. And I know from what I understand, when you die, you wear your, your uh, apprentice apron. or That's tradition, but the white one. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, is the white one. Wait, you, hold on. See, this is where it gets funny now, right? Because in, in the States here, you get one apron, and it's white lambskin apron. That's what you wear... 
uh, not that particular one, but you wear a white apron. Okay. But, like, uh, we've got brothers over in, like, England. They yeah. wear something different. They get the little rosettes and stuff on their aprons and everything. We don't do any of those little, like, rosettes or anything like that. We do uh, just it's a white apron. There's no fringe. There's no shit on it. It's just a regular apron. So do you, are you saying you guys get an entered apprentice? You get your, your apron that you wore throughout your three degrees. Uh, yeah, I know. And that's the one you wear throughout the rest of your Masonic career, or you no. get a different one? No, we get a different one when we raise the third degree we get a blue apron and stuff like that depending oh. on how old your lodge is it's either silver or gold no kidding yeah. all right yeah we don't do that here i mean uh there are brothers that can go on you know the internet and buy whatever apron fancy shit that you don't we i think we did a, an episode on i don't know cheesy masonic aprons or whatever stuff or um that is a connecticut thing we are really plain jane yeah so he's a connecticut mason so all right I think he is. Um, yeah, it's just a plain, it's plain aprons. There's nothing, no, nothing extravagant about them until you become after you're a master mason. Yeah. Then we give out a past master apron. I'll show them all to you later. I'll show you the past master apron and the aprons we give out. It's got a little bit more yeah. flash and flair to it. But other than that, I mean, you wear. Yeah, we get a past master apron too. And uh, funny thing, I have my uncle's apron, and the mm -hmm. cool thing about him. Was uh, his a silver? So his was under 100 years when he became master mason. But when he became a past master of his lodge, it was 100 year anniversary. So his apron's gold trim. Oh, that's cool. See, in Connecticut, we're not allowed to wear gold really? on trim because gold and purple are the colors of Grand Lodge officers. So no gold. Ours is like dark navy blue for Grand Lodge. Dark navy blue. Yeah, ours is purple. I don't know why they went with purple, but purple it is. Uh, yeah, they wear you wear. So my apron that I wear to lodge is it's purple in in gold trim with a purple fringe, whatever the hell thing that annoys the shit out of me because it's always banging. Um, yeah, so that's interesting, pretty cool. Um, so now, two questions. One, you're a master mason now. Yes. Are you an officer of lodge? No, uh, it's probably coming next year. And <laughs> <laughs> I have filled in. Uh, you filled in, uh, volunteered, voluntold. I volunteered <laughs> to go to the practices and got told, you're a steward tonight. You're director oh. of ceremonies or you're inner guard. Uh, how do your officers work? Uh, just the top three or top five are elected, rest are appointed? Uh, yeah, like a worship master, of course, secretary, elected. treasurer. Secretary, treasurer, elected. And uh, Tyler. Tyler's elected? Okay, we don't have an elected See, Tyler. Our, tra our tradition is is the Tyler goes to the immediate past master once he's done in the chair. That's that's our lodge's Interesting. tradition. Interesting. All right. Yeah, we have uh, our election is uh, Warshall Master, Senior Deacon, uh, Senior Deacon, Warshall Master, Senior Warden, Junior Warden, okay. uh, Secretary Treasurer, all elected. Those are appointed, the Senior and Junior Wardens. Really? It's wow. That's wild. Um yeah, so everyone else is appointed, and um, our Tyler's yeah, he's he's our Tyler's more of just whoever the hell is just, yeah, go to go guard the door and everything. Do you guys pay your Tyler? No, we don't pay our Tyler. We don't pay our secretary either. We we, we pay our Tyler. Some people do because it kind of sucks sitting outside the door all day. I mean, you got to give him some sort of kickbacks. And but it's from what I remember it's ten bucks, so that's like seven bucks here. And, and usually he donates it back to the lodge. What is that, per meeting? Yep, 10 bucks per 10 meeting. 10 bucks per meeting? 
I'll take this. I'll, I'll, I'd take the ten bucks to go buy a pack of cigarettes. Actually, I can't buy a pack of cigarettes for ten bucks anymore. That's a joke. Um, oh, that's that's interesting. Um, I know some lodges do pay their secretary. They give them a stipend, uh, just because secretary sucks. Don't ever be a secretary. Um, it, I, I did it with the Lions Club. I understand. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to bash secretary like the secretary position, but it's a lot of work. Like it's a lot of you. If you get a good one. It's, we got a good one at our lodge. Yeah, like I, I, I would like to not to my own, but I, I was a pretty good secretary. But I mean, it's it's just people think that you know when you take the secretary's chair, like it's literally, uh, you know, oh, oh show up for seven thirty, and my work is done when the lodge meeting closes. <laughs> oh, you're going home and doing stuff. Yeah. You're doing stuff on the weekends. Your your emails blowing up every fifteen seconds because somebody needs something. It's because so, like me asking three times about my introduction letter. <laughs> then the day before I leave, calling and calling. Is there anything else I need to bring before I head to the states? Yeah, no. Uh, passport apparently, right? You need yep. a passport yes. to come in here. <sighs> That's crazy. You need a passport. I mean, for years you never need a passport to birth go to camp. Is all you need for. I heard some guys that you could still do the birth certificate, but it. The border guards can be a pain in the rear yeah. end. Which ones? I'm going to go with the American side. I have no, I know. I never experienced it, so. Oh, why? You... This is like my second trip in my life been to the States. Really? Yeah. I went once when I was a little kid. Ah, uh, no kidding. So when you guys came down here, then you didn't. Uh... I've never been to Maine, never been to Massachusetts. But going across the border. Did you have to? Oh, yeah. He's basically pulled up and he showed the passports. Where are you going? Oh, we're going to Massachusetts and we're going down to Connecticut. What are you doing? Oh, we're going to a Shriners event. Uh-huh. Any weapons, alcohol? Yep, case of beer in the trunk. <laughs> Have a nice day. Here you go. No kidding. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, was that the, yeah, but you see the American Border Patrol, yeah, right? I believe so, yeah. And then when you go back, you'll see the Canadians. Yeah. Uh, see, I don't, I've never crossed the border. Like, okay. So I, I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued about this. So I, I, all I, like, I, I just, you ever seen the, the movie Super Troopers 2? I haven't seen two. I've seen the first one. <laughs> Watch Super Troopers too, and then when you get to the the two Americans being the Canadian Mounties, you'll laugh. Like, I don't know. It just that's just I just picture that in my head, and I just start laughing about it. Um. So anyway, uh, let's talk about appending bodies in Canada. Yep. Uh, we have here in the states York Wright, Scottish Wright, Shriners. Yep. God only knows. There's turtles. There's I mean, it's, the list goes on and on. What do you guys got up there in Canada, and how do you join that? Uh, usually they'll say, Hey, do you want to join? Right after you get your I mean, literally, as you're getting handed your apron, they're, like, already on top of you. Yeah, same thing down here. We were lucky. My my group wasn't like that. But, yeah, we got the Shriners. I am a Shriner. Oh, yeah, that's right, because you went to the Shriners event yeah. with, with uh, that terrorist, Steve Saxton. <laughs> um, he's a nice guy. Uh, he, he, and you said uh, you've seen him up there in, at the Shriners event. and um, Yep, he's a fellow water buffalo. <laughs> yeah, he's that, too. He's a fucking water buffalo, all right. Um <laughs> Uh, what was the Shriners event about before we get further into the the appending bodies that you guys have? Oh. It's basically the loyal order of the water buffaloes is what we went to. Oh, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, of like the Flintstones and that with the hats and that. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Um, uh, so what do you do as a Shriner? I know we've had Shriners on here. they got Motorcade and the Clowns and all that. So what do you do? I'm part of the minicar unit. Mini car, Yeah, the minicars. Those are smash hit. Which I think this is a good tie and is... I was thinking about being a Shriner, and I was listening to the podcast with Bill Russo. Yep. That's what made me 
talk to my buddy that's a Shriner to join. Really? Yep. So, wow. So that episode actually pushed you to join the Shrine. Yeah, I was on that's the fence awesome. in that, but then I went and talked to him. And it turns out he knows Bill Russo. <laughs> I believe it. It's, you know, it's funny. It's like you know, as far away as you can go, like we're still a really close community yep. in a sense. Like, I mean, I, I, I was in a, a bar one night and I banged into uh, Brother Joseph Gorowski. Just randomly. You stand there. I'm like, I fucking know you. He's like, yeah, I know you too. You're George. I'm like, well, now I'm really screwed up because how the hell do you know who I am? And I don't know, like, I can't picture where you are. He's like, oh, Brother Joe. I'm like, holy shit. But, like, randomly. Just banged into him at, I don't know where the hell we were, Hartford or whatever the hell. It's like a good buddy of mine when I was working and stuff for the two years Mm -hmm. and going to the bar. It's like, we know each other, so we can't picture it. (laughs) Then he said something. I'm like, you were the you were the junior deacon. Yeah, yeah but you were an apprentice. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Um, so uh, Shriners, you joined them. Yep. Um, what else you got? You got the York Wright Scottish Rite because yep. I'm part yes. of those two as well. Uh, you haven't done those paths no, yet. I'm gonna wait till after I go through the chairs. Yeah, uh, I would. Uh, it's just you hear the train now. Yep. See, that's what I was talking about. The damn train. Um, yeah. Uh, again, I've talked about it. When I, I kind of jumped right into the fire and kind of got my feet wet and everything. You know what I mean? Um, and it, it, it takes a lot out of you. Like, yeah. as you're out, I mean, Christ, I think I, when I, I was doing Scottish Rite, York Rite, Mother Lodge, and I was district deputy at the same time, I was out 17 nights out of the, the month. Like, it's, it's a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, uh, how's it set up in in Canada? What are you guys part of as like Scottish Rite, or do you not? You may not even know about it, but like, is there like a like in the states we have the Northern Masonic jurisdiction, Southern Masonic jurisdiction for the I Scottish Rite? I guess it's the Canadian jurisdiction because it's, it's Canadian like, jurisdiction. You got uh, it's like four through fourteens, the Lodge Perfection, then it's like fifteen to eighteens, the. Uh-huh. Uh, Rose Crawler. But it's the whole country, yeah. right? It's not split so. into okay, no. yeah. As for I'm sure. I'm, think it's the whole country oh no kidding um and york right same thing yep. chapter council, council community commandery. commandery so yep. it's pretty much set up the same exactly how we are and you guys have i'm assuming let's see in this is where i'll talk about the grand encampment of the grand lodge of the united states of america that's the only masonic organization where the entire country is unified there's okay. a hierarchy that goes all the way up to the grand encampment of the united states uh, Scottish Rite doesn't. We have a northern and southern Masonic jurisdiction, and in uh, Blue Lodges, every yeah. Grand Lodge is its own, yeah. uh, standalone. Uh, so, how is it set? How do you know how York Rite is set up? Uh, the commandery, anyway, is set up in Canada. Same thing, a Grand Encampment of. I I, ble- I don't know. Not sure. Okay. I'm not too sure, but yeah. I believe so. Yeah, I, I'm assuming it's probably how it is because I mean. If the United States can get their shit together and everybody get along to have a grand encampment. I'm sure Canada. I mean, you guys are all nice and Americans are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's cool. Are you thinking about joining York or Scottish Rite, or what's your preference if you were to choose one? See, that's my dilemma. Okay. Because I'd like to do both. I'd like to see what both sides are all about. Not if she got anything to say about it. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> that's why I'm waiting until I'm done going through the chairs. Yeah, I mean. If the, you could do whatever you want, but that's, I mean, mostly my recommendation for, for most Masons, unless you've got nothing better going on and you're just, you know, you don't yeah. got a wife, kids or anything like that. And you're, yeah, go for it. Do what? Blow it all out in one second. 
But my recommendation would be you can join them all, but only become active. Don't you can join them all, do them all, yeah. and then only be active in one at a time, though. Like yeah. meaning, take an officer's chair in one. Don't take an officer's chair in all three, because then I mean, you'll never be home. You're gonna get burned out fast. I know a fella, he's. Uh... He's in New York, right? I think he's an officer there. Uh-huh. He's an officer in our lodge. Yeah, no. He's junior warden. He's junior warden in another lodge. <sighs> yeah, no. I I did that for a while where I was I was doing officer's chairs and a lot of different things, and I just I burned out. And I got tiring, and then life got in the way, and you know jobs got in the way, and it just it's too much yes. sometimes, you know. Uh, so what's your uh, what's your plan? What would you like? What's your ultimate goal? How far are you want to go in basement? You want to go? Well, I'd definitely like to go to the master's chair. Master's chair. Mm-hmm. That's definitely for sure. And that. Then I'd like to see the other other rights and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I don't have much of an interest in Grand Lodge. No no interest in moving further up the chain. No, but I mean, yeah. if it happens, it happens. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. I mean, district deputy wasn't bad, but I don't know. If, I, 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 don't, I wouldn't want to go up any higher. I'm not. I, I don't know. It's a big obligation for, you know not having as much time as I'd like to, you know yeah. what I mean? So, and, and that's one of the things, you know, that I would, I would recommend for like, and unfortunately this is the, the, the shitty part I feel about masonry is, you know, sometimes it feels like it's geared only for the retired. Yes. I, I do understand. You know what I mean? It, it's, it seems like it's only geared for the retired because I mean, in, in that example, like uh, when you get up to like grand lodge officers or grand commandery officers, they want you to travel to this jurisdiction and that jurisdiction and this jurisdiction. Like, I can't be blowing out every freaking weekend to go here, there, and everywhere. So it's just, you know, especially if you have a job and you're, you have a, a hard job or a, you know, a job that, you know, is not a night, your typical nine to five, you know, like I couldn't imagine being like, let's say a corrections officer. They yeah. work 24 seven. How are you going to be able to like go through the chairs and go up to, so it kind of sucks that it's only geared for, um, it feels like it's geared for the retired. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, how do you bring young guys into a craft when they're only able to get up to a certain point and then they got to stop? Yeah, that kind of sucks. You know what I mean? I just wish it was a little bit different. Oh, but I know our lodge is lucky because we got a lot of, I'd say younger guys. They're older than me, but they're in their 40s and uh-huh. stuff like that. So, which is real good compared to some lodges where the average age is 70. Yeah. How old are you? 27. 27? Jesus. So I'm the old fart in the fucking room. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, 27, you said? Yep. It's right about when I got started in masonry. It was, it was 27. Now I'm in my 40s and grizzled and old, nasty past master and bitching all the time. It's, um, Yeah, so... I, I just wish there was some way that they can do it where... There was more opportunity for younger guys to get further up the chain without having to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Again, I'm not shitting on Grand Lodge and everything, but it's like we have, they have all this money to like buy facilities and, and do um, like hospitals and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, you should get young guys come through the line, but I mean, if you want young guys to come up to Grand Lodge and get, you know, you new younger blood in there, you know, and you want us to travel to, you know, Grand Lodge in New Jersey this weekend and then New York this weekend and California that weekend. You guys pay for me to go. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? I kick it back. And then, you know, you'll get a the younger guys be able to, 
advance further than going, yeah, I can't because I have to work and now I got a baby at home. No, exactly. That kind of sucks, but uh, so in a little bit, I guess we'll shut this down. I'll start showing you all the good shit we yep. got in the back. Oh, I'll save this on on air. The, Go ahead. The case of beer I brought. Yeah, oh yeah, no, let's talk about that. Our lodge, to, for some reason, doesn't have pens, so that's why I brought that down. We were named from the Alexander Keith who had made makes the be- made the beer. Really? Yep. Oh, that's cool. Yep. Now I gotta have one. And he was past grandmaster of Nova Scotia in the 1800s. Oh, that's so cool. Well, that, now it makes sense for the yep. beer. Yep, that's why I brought it down. So, token, <laughs> instead of a pen, you get a beer. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're going to, I got some stuff for you, I think, in the other room. So, uh, we're going to we're gonna take care of that a little bit later. But, I guess uh, I'll do some Canadian facts, too, because a lot of our founding, our fathers and confederations, what uh-huh. we call them, out of 37, it's known that 11 were Masons. Oh, no shit. Yeah, like 36, yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's not proven, but William Henry Steeves, which is, he was born and raised 20 minutes from uh-huh. where I live, where uh, a lot used to meet in his house, uh-huh. and that uh, I was always told he was a Mason. You can't find proof of that on uh, the internet, but I was always told that. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Uh, another prime minister that was <coughs> getting born 20 minutes, 30 minutes where I am, he was a Mason, Irby Bennett. No kidding. So there, there's been a few prime ministers, is what we call uh-huh. them, and like our founding fathers or fathers of confederation. Mm. That's that's cool. Yeah. Um this whole there's there's lodges all over in Connecticut here. Yeah. I mean in, that you can you can go like look at their charters. I mean yeah. you can't really go look at their charters, but they're they're signed by all kinds of people. Um uh we I'm sure you listened to the episode yeah. where uh yeah in New Haven. Which the, I got a funny story. The you one know. we don't talk about. <laughs> got his name scratched off the charter. Do you know where you end up living after that? England, didn't he? St. John, New Brunswick. Oh, so the Americans were still bombing it out. That's, that's what happened when I went on the cruise a long time ago. <laughs> no, we were talking before uh, before the uh, podcast a long time ago. I went to uh, uh, to to Canada. I was on a, a Canadian cruise. And I went to St. John's in Halifax. Halifax was beautiful. Um, St. John's, when we got there, that and I, I don't know if it was New Brunswick or Newfoundland. I couldn't tell you, um, but the the town was built on kind of like a, the side of like a hill is the best way I can explain it and it, it was raining it was raining like a bastard too when we got there and uh, I don't know if the, the, just the water coming off the hill washed out the road but I, I made the joke that it looked like a bombed out World War II Paris town you know what I mean so if you were saying he moved to St. John New Brunswick yep. yeah the Americans are still they're still yep. pissed off about it they're bombing the fucking island. they're still probably bombing the city now there's actually a statue of them there really yep from what I read and understand, they ran out of St. John too. From reading from drunkenness and uh, fraud, I believe from reading an article. I'm not 100 percent in truth on that. No kidding. Well, well, I mean, realistically, I mean, Canada at that point was part of England, yeah. so I mean, he would still be heralded as kind of like you, you came back and did the right thing. If you look at it from a matter of perspective, you know, yeah. we down here might have been all kinds of pissed off at him, like what the fuck, but. Up in you know Canada and England, or he was yep. considered a hero. Like he came back and started fighting for the British again, yep. which was originally what we were. So, and the American Revolution, least f- for sure, was the reason why Hillsborough was a village from twenty minutes from where I'm from, because mm. the Loyalists moving up from the Revolutionary yeah. War. They were up, so all that wouldn't have been like it was if it wasn't for the war and stuff mm. like that. 
Yeah, it's, it's it's so crazy. Like to, uh, you know what? Another thing is interesting too is I never knew that the, the United States invaded Canada. Yes. Never freaking knew that. Yep. One day I was watching a History Channel thing. I'm like, holy shit, we did that. Of course, we got our ass kicked twice. I mean, that's what you get for tr- tracing all the way up through the freaking woods in the, in the mud season to go attack a city. Yeah, that was fucking ingenious. Nobody clearly read the Art of War, but from books I read, layman's term is. They thought we needed liberation. Yeah, uh, I don't know. And we said, no, we're good. Oh, we, the Americans got fucking liberated, all right. <laughs> <laughs> they went up there and got the shit mashed out of them. That's why the White House but, is white. Yeah. <laughs> why is that? Because we burnt it down. And they painted yeah, it. They yeah, that's right. That was the War of 1812. Yeah, they burned that some bitch right to the ground. Yeah, we went down. And on the way back, we burnt it again. Yeah. It was yep. twice. Yep. Uh, that's actually a pretty crazy story, though. Like, uh... You know, it make, um, I'm not a very superstitious guy, like, and I call it superstitious because you know, sometimes it's stupid. Um, but uh, they did when they started building DC. They did it on a whole. Uh, it was actually a, I don't know if you, you know. I'm sure you know about that. It was a, it was a, uh, a whole Masonic um, ceremony that was done for the laying of the cornerstone of all that stuff. Uh, but they poured corn wine and oil and all that stuff, and you know they started building it and everything. And it's everything is. I know Giorgio Sukalos is going to pop out of freaking nowhere with his crazy fucking hair and be like, it's fucking aliens or whatever the hell he's going to say. But, like, if you look at DC, no, it's not in the shape of a pentagram. But everything is perfect yep. angles. In DC, like the whole Mall of America down there in the middle, it's all perfect angles and everything. That was intentionally done. Like, so there's no doubt about that. Um, but it's... It is kind of interesting that, like, in the War of 1812, like, British came, burned D.C. to the ground, and then uh, uh, they were you know, doing whatever they did. And then a, a, a flash hurricane. You heard the story? No, but, I haven't. Yeah, there was, a, there was a crazy hurricane that came out of nowhere, and it, it dumped so much rain and wind that it put out all the fires, and it sent the British scattered. Because, yeah, you'll have to read about it. I swear to God. <clears throat> but it's just interesting, like... To think that, like, you think maybe because of what they did, <laughs> they brought you know that that bad juju. They like, maybe. you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, no, that that that's a true story. Well, I mean, historical story. I won't say it's a true story. I wasn't there. I mean, Joe might have been there because he's old as fuck. Um, he's probably holding one of the torches. Uh, but uh, they're yeah. When the British came, they they burned down DC. This. Flash hurricane, tornadoes, all, it was craziest freaking storm put out all the fires and sent the British just running because the, they, there was no cover for them. So that's pretty wild. But um, it is interesting, like when you go back to like you look at your your country's history, whether yep. Canada, England, everything, and you're looking, you're like, God, that that guy's amazing. You know what I mean? And you find out that more and more people and how woven masonry is into history and yeah. all the good things that they did you know well, I, mean. I just think it's interesting because of course you're the founding fathers of the united states mason 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 and mm. like, let's, let's go on google how many of the fathers of the confederation are masons mm. 11 out of 36 yeah i mean i'm not saying it's like the main reason but i mean it's a pretty good you know minority of yeah. people who are masons um Pretty wild. Between your guest and Joe, there are zero souls. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know the joke? Gingers, they have no soul. 
that's what they they rag on Joe about all the time because he's he's redheaded too, and they say he's got no soul. So between you and your, between your guest and Joe, there are no souls. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. This is what happens all the time in the freaking comment section. But I try to ignore most of them. Some of them I can't. But uh, so anyway, what's uh, what's next for you now? What are you uh, What are you gonna do after you uh, we we part ways here? Probably slowly head our way back to Massachusetts and mm-hmm. slowly make our way home and be home hopefully by tomorrow at a reasonable time. Why, well, I got to work? Or are you on vacation for the week? I'm on vacation. Well, I'll go to work Tuesday. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. No kidding. So, uh, what, um, when do you do? So, do you guys meet during the summer? I was we, thinking about that. Our lodge doesn't. We do have a lodge that does meet during the summer. Yeah, we we have dispensation from our Grand Lodge that if we wanted to meet in the summer, we would. But, I mean... This summer's been actually kind of shitty. It's like... We got a lot of rain back home. You got that shit burning down all over the place, and we're getting your smoke. <laughs> um, are you guys anywhere near those wildfires and everything? Is that No, like, we're... Yeah. Red three hours, three hours away. away, yeah. Uh, man, let me tell you. Like, Do you ever see the pictures of New York City from all the smoke from that shit? No. Oh, man, you got to look at the pictures of New York City's uh, wildfire smoke. You can't even see the city. It was the. I mean, even here, the smoke was so thick you can you could actually smell burning wood, and that's thousands of miles north. And we, yeah, it was crazy. Like you couldn't see the horizon. It looked like um, like a foggy day in the middle of the damn day. You couldn't see the sun. It was wild. It was pretty cool. I mean, you only get to see that shit once in a while. So I mean, I I don't know. I know people are like, oh, it's so bad for your health. Or, you know, I putting on masks and. I thought it was pretty cool. I'm like, yeah, this is something that I'll probably never get to see again in my lifetime. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, well, anyway, uh, I think, yeah, we're pretty much all set. Unless you've got anything else you want to add. Uh, I do want to say this. I'd like to congratulate uh, uh, Brother Paul Steves or Noble Paul Steves. He just became a Shriner yesterday. Oh, nice. Part of Luxar Shrine. Nice. Uh, Luxar? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Oh, that's cool. Uh, I think the one, the big one down here is... Pyramid. Pyramid. Yeah, is that, that's one Steve's part of, right? Yep. Pyramid Shrine. Yeah, they got the bar down there in Stratford. That's how I know. <laughs> yeah, they have a Shriner bar. Um, yeah. So, well, I want to thank you for coming all the way down here. I'm sorry the other two knuckleheads couldn't be here, but uh, you know they got other things. Obviously, I mean, oh, yeah. and uh, I'm not going to get into too further detail, but uh, I hope that somebody is recovering nicely. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say because I don't want to air out stuff. Um, that may not he might not want to be yeah. aired out and uh but i want to thank you for coming up here man it's been a pleasure we're gonna go uh into the other room and i'm gonna show you all the the cool shit we got now and then uh we'll go from there oh, perfect so. i appreciate being on the show all right and uh for everybody watching thank you and uh we will see you later for the freemasons podcast i'm right worship brother george mudry signing off and i'm Je- brother jesse loney signing off have a good night everyone I gotta stop saying night because it's not fucking night. We used to record at night and now it's the freaking day, but whatever. You get my point. Goodbye.